boys. Welcome back. Episode 53 of the Review Podcast. It is Sunday, December 20th. Big weekend for football. We're here with the Sunday NFL Pick'em Show, and it's Selection Sunday, so we'll talk college football as well. We'll recap Championship Saturday from yesterday, talk about all the games, talk about the NFL games today, of course, our picks. Week 15 Pick'em? Is it week 15? I believe so. Yeah, don't. It's week don't. 15, pick them. Uh, I update. I didn't update the standings, but I did a graphic. And after we get off the podcast, I will update the pick them standings. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Seth, how is it going on this fine Sunday morning? It, it's going. You know, I've been home for a little over a week now. So nice. That's good. Figuring it out. That's good. So how are you feeling after you're a Notre Dame fan? So, I am. So yeah. how how are you? <laughs> I'm okay. I I wish they had made it a little bit closer just to kind of, you know, I will put it this way. I'm a more realistic Notre Dame fan. I was going to that game not expecting them to win. Okay. Um, I expected them to look significantly better than they did, but you know, I wasn't really, I didn't think that. And also, there's a little bit of me that hoped that they lost, and I'll get to this in a minute. Um. <laughs> But so the fact that they lost by so much puts a little bit of worry into my heart for whether or not they could drop out of the top four. Yeah. Um. So I was hoping that they would look a little bit better. Thing was, like, Book just kind of looked like a dude, and that's just kind of what he's been. Other than, I mean, like, this year he's done a good job of, like, being able to move out of the pocket, and Clemson did a really good job of containing him last night um but i mean i feel like book was just kind of doing what book has done for the past three years so um but so my uh, my thing with almost hoping that they lost the game was i feel like clemson and i i had this same philosophy with the patriots you know for the past however many years yeah i feel like clemson's a team where you don't beat them twice at full strength so like the first win against clemson this year for notre dame doesn't really count right because trevor lawrence didn't you know play but then if you beat them in the acc championship and then have to play them in either the semis or the natty i don't think that you beat them in that game whereas now losing to them in the acc championship that doesn't necessarily mean that you will beat them in the natty yeah. or in the semifinals, but it at least gives you a shot. And I felt the same way about the Patriots, right? Like, remember a few years ago when the Patriots got blown out on, I forget if it was Thursday or Monday night football against the Chiefs, and everyone yeah. was freaking out? And I was, I was like, no, this is fine, because they beat us now. They won't beat us again in playoffs. You're not going to beat the Patriots twice in one season. Sure enough, what happened later that year, the Patriots beat the Chiefs in the playoffs. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, as long as they manage to be good enough to keep themselves in the top four, which, oh, by the way, Dabo Sweeney says they are good enough to stay in the top four. Right. Like, I feel yeah. like that's got to count for something. When one of the other top four coaches says they should be there, I feel like that should count for something. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens. But I feel like it's not the end of the world for Notre Dame, as long as they can figure out how to not get sacked six times in a game. Yeah. And I think it would be it would be a sin 
to not have them in the college football playoff this year. Um, 10 and 0 going into that game had beaten Clemson already joined the ACC for one year and, and pretty much like besides yesterday ran the table pretty handily. And then you're going to leave them out of the college football playoff because they lost the ACC championship in the current format, which we're in. I don't think that that's right. It might happen. It might not. I have no idea what's going to happen. I can see like a lot of people on Twitter are making the case for like four or five different teams to make it in Notre Dame being one of them. But I really don't know what's going to happen. Um, and we'll talk a little bit later. First of all, I think we're going to be on the podcast when the rankings come out. So we'll react to them live. And yeah, and I let's think that's going to be give our ranking prediction and picks for every single game in 45 in minutes. 45 minutes, which we probably won't do. Yeah. Uh, I know we, we had a quick pick them last time, but we're talking college football today, too. So I think we're, it's like a double episode. So we'll we'll stay on the podcast until unless they like milk it and and don't do the rankings until right. like after the NFL games start. Then at that point, we will just make another podcast like tomorrow. But here's my take. So first, ACC championship we will run through each of the games. There's not much to talk about with the ACC championship. Notre Dame just didn't look good. I, no, I don't no, know no. how else to put it. I mean, they just didn't look good. Uh, Clemson's offense looked really good. Um, Trevor Lawrence made a made a decent case I mean, for honestly, himself to be honestly, the Heisman the offense for Clemson. I was more impressed by the defense. Yeah, because they managed, you know, every single one of those sacks. Now, granted that they were doing a really good job of getting by the linemen. Every single one of those sacks was a coverage sack. Yeah. Because they zoomed out and they showed you that behind the line view where you can see out to where all the receivers are. Every single guy was covered every single time that he got sacked. So it wasn't a matter really of them getting quick pressure, which they did to their credit. Like they were getting quick pressure. It was they were shutting down every single receiver that Notre Dame had. And they weren't able to do that the first time that they played. Yeah. I mean, I, like it's now that you, right? 34 points is or they got 34, right? That was Clemson's final total. Um, I don't even know. I stopped watching the game, but I think 34. Let me check. It should be. Yeah, 34, 10. Yeah, see, 34 points is achievable for a college football team, like very easily achievable. Like if you can hold Trevor Lawrence to 34 points, especially the way they were doing it, like they didn't no team scored until like two minutes were left in the third quarter. Yeah, the the Notre Dame's defense played very well in that second half. Yeah. Now that you say that, too, I do remember finding myself watching that game and seeing Notre Dame scramble a lot and, and like yeah. plays losing yards behind the line of scrimmage. I feel like it was a constant theme of the day where Ian book was either being chased out of the pocket or, you know, the Clemson defense were just, you know, fleshing them outside and really didn't allow anything. So I think overall Clemson was very impressive and look, they needed to win that game. If you lost, you were out. You needed to win, and the tables have completely turned now to where everyone was saying, look, Notre Dame's already in. Uh, they This game doesn't mean as much to them as it does to Clemson. And while that may be true, look what ended up happening. They got blown out. If Notre Dame had pieced together a decent game yesterday, we're not having this conversation. Notre Dame and Clemson are in. We're talking about right. who the number four is going to be. But Notre Dame losing by that big a margin was actually kind of detrimental to their college football playoff hopes. Because 
Now they're in the conversation of not even making it in. Where we were coming into the game, they were ranked number two. Everyone was saying, oh, the Irish are in. Don't have to worry about it. They can win. They can lose. It doesn't matter. I don't think anybody was anticipating them losing that bad and really not showing up to play. And Clemson did their job. They needed to win this game. Trevor Lawrence was back. That defender with the Teddy Bruschi neck uh, pillow thing. It's like... Uh it, it's, uh, it's like Sasuke, but it's not. It's like Sasquatch. Skasky. yes. Yeah, Something like that. He, like, I don't like him because he looks like, I don't know, I just don't like him. He's too cocky for me. But uh, he played well. I mean, he, he's a beast. Uh, they got their guys back. Uh, Travis Etienne, too. Oh, Skullski, that's who it is. Skullski, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, yeah, Etienne is had their an guys. interesting character because he has not played nearly as well like last year the talk was oh etn's going to be a top draft pick right like, this dude's yeah. disgusting and then all of a sudden he's just kind of fallen off of a cliff he has yeah and i think that his name gets drowned out by like Najee harris and Devonte smith honestly because yeah. if you're talking about you know the top guys coming out of out of this class and you know whether it be talking about it for the heisman or talking about it for a high draft pick or whatever um I mean, he broke the ACC rushing record this year. and But at the same time, like you said, he's not having the same season. And that a lot of that, too, could be Trevor Lawrence was like in and out of the lineup a lot. Right, so yeah. there was a lot of turnover in the the offense and they had to right, kind of the change other thing the game with plan. that, too, is if you really want to be considered a good running back and an NFL caliber running back, if your quarterback's in and out, that shouldn't affect your play. Like, right. Think about yeah. Derrick Henry, right? Like, dude's got inconsistent quarterback play for basically his entire career and he's still just a monster. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, they they did their jobs and kudos to Clemson because they needed to win and they won and they're in now. They're they're in. There's no there's there's no way that I see them on the outside of this top four. I think that win pretty much secured them a spot in the college football playoff. If I don't I don't see any way that they're out. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, next game. Kind of the reason why I would say that the four or at least the top three is kind of set already. Yeah. Like, well, I, I think so, if Notre Dame's in the top three is set. No, if Notre Dame's in the top four is set. Mm. So here, but he, so here's, here's my rationale with this, whether or not you want to make the argument that any of the teams that are not currently in the top four deserve to be there. That's one thing, but Ohio state's already in the top four. Ohio state won this week. Yeah. How can you make the justification for like, how can you justify Ohio state draw? And they won handily this week too. Like did they, you know, yeah. one of their guys <laughs> broke like rushing records in that game. Right. So h- how do you justify dropping Ohio state out of the top four after a pretty handy win? Well, let's talk about the big 10 championship. So, because watching that game, I wasn't impressed by Ohio state. I think the score was not indicative of, that game, I think Northwestern played them really well. And Ohio, here's the thing is because I don't like Ohio State. I don't like them in the college football playoff. I don't think they deserve to be in the college football playoff. That being said, I think they're going to be in it. But my only justification for them dropping out would be they didn't play Northwestern all that well. Yeah, they beat right, them. Yeah, they beat you know, they were them losing them score. in the first half. They're losing for the first three quarters of the game pretty much. And they couldn't like, yeah, it was 10 to nine for a lot of the time, but 
I just can't make a case for that. Like they would have needed to come out yesterday and blown Northwestern out of the water early. And then like had the backups in by the time the second half rolled around for me to be like, all right, Ohio state solidified their spot. The fact that they didn't do that and that they kept Northwestern hanging around as long as they did, they were trailing for three quarters of that game. That to me was like, all right, Ohio State's what? We're going to put them in the three spot. They're going to go and and I don't like saying this either because a lot of people say, oh, well, they're just going to lose when they get into the college football playoff. Like, oh, why don't you like at least make it a competitive game? That's the case that's being made for like some of these better teams is like, oh, don't put Cincinnati in because they're going to lose. It's like, well, okay, so like whoever's going to play against Alabama is going to lose most likely. So someone has to play that game. So I don't like that argument being made, but I don't know. I just, I don't like Ohio state in the college football playoff. And yesterday did not show anything to me that proves that they deserve to be in the college football playoff. They played six games. They haven't played like a good team. I mean, name me, name me a good big 10 team that they've played. I mean, did they play Indiana and beat them? Is that probably the best team that they played if they even played Indiana? I don't even remember. I mean, technically, North. Uh, if they played Indiana, then yeah. But I mean, Northwestern is the 14th ranked team in the country. Um, yeah, you know, but, so but they didn't even play them that well. That's what I'm saying. Right. It's yeah, no, I, I know what you're saying. Team. It makes sense to me. It's just, to me, it's really tough to look at a team that is already sitting. So they, they beat Indiana by a touchdown. Um, and right. that, that was Penn the state by a touchdown. Yeah. Oh, so wait, no. 13. Still, it's, it's, it's one of those things to me where it's like, it's really tough for me to see a case for a team winning a game and dropping out. Like it doesn't. It, yeah. It, from as, a logistics as, standpoint, I, I agree. And it, I think it, that's it, exactly it's a matter what's of, happen. I don't know that they should have been in the top four spot to begin with. Right. That's probably that's probably the the you know the more reasonable a, way. I don't to look think a Big it. Ten team should be in the college football playoff this year. They just haven't played enough games. Same with the Pac-12. Why are we not having this conversation for the Pac-12? Because because people uh, that's what everyone's saying. Oh, they didn't play enough games. Well, the Big Ten didn't play enough games either. So why are they in? Because it's Ohio State and they're in every year. That's not fair to a team like A&M who is having one of the better seasons they've had in recent history, and they're going to miss out on the college football playoff. It's not fair to Notre Dame, who joined the ACC just to play this season and pretty much ran the table. It's not fair to Cincinnati, who's undefeated. It's not fair to Coastal, who's undefeated, that you're just giving Ohio State that spot because of the program stature. It should be on a season-by-season basis, and Ohio State does not deserve to be in this college football playoff because they, they did not play well yesterday. I think that... The only case that could be made for them not being in is that they didn't play well yesterday. That's it. And I a thousand percent agree that what you're saying is going to happen is they're not going to drop out because they were in the top four to begin with and they won the game. So how are they going to drop out if they like it's hard to see a team winning on on championship Saturday and dropping out? And I agree. They probably shouldn't have been in the top four to begin with, because then you can make the argument that like, oh, well, that win against Northwestern wasn't enough to to vault them into the top four. I don't know um, if they make it in. I don't see them as a contender. And we'll talk about this once we know the, the selections and once we know the matchups, but I don't see them as a top contender at all. If they, if they get it. All right. Um, 
Big 12 championship. Uh, I think the college football playoff selection committee really wants to put Oklahoma in. They really want to make a case for Oklahoma. Don't sleep on something like that happening. Um, Oklahoma beat Iowa State yesterday, and I think that someone said this, and I agree, that Iowa State was ranked at six in the CFP rankings heading into this game so that Oklahoma could beat them and and put themselves in that position. Um, Oklahoma could slide in at the four, I think, and if Ohio State's in at three, Oklahoma, Oklahoma could knock Notre Dame out and and be the four at that point because yeah. they won their because they won a conference championship and because they beat a number six who was also playing for a shot. Because I think if Iowa State wins that game, they're they're really in the conversation for the number four. I the college football playoff loves Oklahoma. They wanted a reason to put Oklahoma in the the CFP, and I think that they got their reason yesterday. Oklahoma beat Iowa State in a pretty good game too. Um, they blew a 17 point lead, but they held on at the end to win. I wouldn't be shocked if they tried to put Oklahoma in this in the CFP. Wouldn't be shocked because they won yesterday. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like. I mean, they'd have to make a considerable jump, right? When you look at where they I mean, they're sitting at the 10 seed. Well, they're going to head to we know they're going to head to six because they just beat Iowa State. Right, but then how do you like you? I I don't know that you can justify putting a a two loss team ahead of A and M. I don't think you can put a two loss team ahead of Notre Dame. I think the like, only justification you might have is that they won the conference. Yeah, but it's still, you can't put a two loss team. Well, didn't they do that last? Wasn't Oklahoma two loss last year? Made it in. Or though, let me see. Let me look it up. No, I mean, Oklahoma was they, a one-loss team last year. Georgia oh, was two losses loss. in five. Oregon was two losses in six. Baylor was two losses in seven. Yeah, so the odds are that they probably won't make it in. But I think that they put Iowa State at six just so Oklahoma could beat them and have a shot. That's that's my because I don't think Iowa State should have been six heading into that game. Yeah. Oklahoma was the better team. Uh I think that they did that so that they could make a considerable jump close enough. Um, but I think you would have had you would have needed hmm, you would have needed Notre Dame to win outright yesterday for that to happen, because then Notre Dame's two and then three and four is a toss up. Clemson would have been out. So, yeah, I don't know. It's a lot of hypotheticals. Bottom line, Oklahoma won the Big 12 for like the sixth year in a row. Uh Good game. It was close towards the end. I switched over from the Big Ten to the Big 12 championship, and that was fun to watch. But uh, but yeah, college football playoff selection wise, was it enough for Oklahoma to get in? Probably not. But I guess we're going to have to wait and see. I think that there was some reasoning, though, behind putting Iowa State at six, because I think that that gave Oklahoma the opportunity to make such a big jump because you're not jumping from 10 to like four. On just like right. a regular week, the only the only um, argument that they have is that they won a conference championship. And honestly, I think that it should be conference champions make it in. Like that, that's what I think it should be. I think we should expand it to eight teams, five conference champions make it in, American conference champion makes it in, and then two wild card teams. Interesting. Because for this year, then it would be Bama, Ohio State. Clemson, 
Oklahoma, and Oregon, and then Cincinnati, and then you could pick and choose between like A and M, Notre Dame, um, Coastal could be like a wild card team. I think that would be a lot more exciting because what is championships at it? Like, what are you playing for? I, yeah, the Notre Dame game, you were playing for something, but the Alabama lost yesterday. They were still in. So I think it should be you win the conference championship, you're in. And if you don't, you're out or you can have a shot at a wild card. But like like what is it doesn't make any sense in the progression of making it to the national championship. Like a few years ago, I think it was what Georgia lost the SEC championship or won the SEC championship, but then lost the national championship or something. There was some weird thing where it was like the winner of the national championship lost the SEC championship. I think it was Alabama. Didn't Alabama lose the SEC championship and still win the national championship? They might have. It was something weird like that where it was like, well, they shouldn't even be in this. Like, I think it should be conference champions make it in. And if you lose the conference championship, either you're a a seven or an eight wild card team or you don't make it in. Because what are you playing for on Saturday then? Like, if you're Florida yesterday, you were playing for a chance to get in. But if you're Alabama, you're like, we don't care about this game. We're in. Like, if Alabama lost yesterday, they're still probably going on to win the national championship this year. And they wouldn't have won the SEC. Alabama hasn't lost a game and been in the top four since 2017. It might have been 2017 that I'm thinking of. So in 2017, it was in Atlanta and Georgia beat. Looks like Georgia beat Auburn. So Alabama wasn't even in the title game. But they won the national championship that year. They might have won the national championship. I'm trying. To, was that a Clemson year or was that an Alabama year? So the the seeding was Clemson, Oklahoma, Georgia, Alabama. I feel like that. I feel like Alabama beat them in the. Well, let's think about this. Did the Clemson Patriots beat win them the, in the no, national think, championship? How did Clemson beat them in the national championship? That doesn't make any sense. Thirty-five. I'm, lo- uh, I'm looking at the final ranking right now. And well, it, it says four. I'm Wait, seeing it says week right 14. Here. I'm so confused as to what I'm looking at. Clemson, right now. Clemson beat a 14 0 Alabama team. Unless you're thinking 2017, 2018, because this was when Deshaun Watson won the national championship. I'm looking at 2017 because that is the I am on the college football playoff website right now. And the college football playoff website, when you tap on the set 2017 one, says Bama 11 and 1 at the four seed. That's all I know. That might be. They might count that. Okay, let me look up 2016 because the 20 the game that was played in 2017, Alabama was 14 and 0 and lost to Clemson. No, they're 14 and one and lost to Clemson. 14 and one after the loss, yes. Okay, that doesn't make any sense because I what what am I looking at? Are you looking at the 20 2016? You know one? what it might be. It could be the 2018. Well, 2016, yeah. Alabama was 13 and one heading into the game and beat Clemson. Right, but then if you look at the 2018 college football national championship, they were 13 and one following a victory against Georgia in the they national. Beat Georgia game. that year. And Wait, that so makes a lot more sense to me because let's look up I, the... I think that the 2017 college football playoff rankings 
because they came out in 2017. It's, it's when, yeah, it's, it's 2018. When the yeah, out because the, the the national championship is always the next calendar year. Yeah, so Georgia okay. beat Oklahoma in the Rose Bowl, and Alabama beat Clemson handily in the Sugar Bowl, and then Alabama goes on to beat Georgia in the national championship. But Georgia won the SEC championship that year. Right. So, yeah, that's that's the point that I'm trying to make is like your national champion coming out of the SEC didn't even win the SEC championship. That's what this format would eliminate for the most part. You could you could have a wild card like Alabama. If they had lost yesterday would probably be a wild card in that eight team format that I'm proposing. But I don't like the four team format at all. I hate it because it's the same three every year. And then the fourth is interchangeable between Notre Dame and Oklahoma. Literally. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You had the one year with Georgia when they were filthy and it was running back university. And then other than that, I feel like Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma or Notre Dame every year. Except last year, Alabama wasn't in it. I don't know. I just I need more variety because like. It'd be like March Madness, where if you have the eight teams and Cincinnati makes it in in that eight team format, which they probably won't make it in this year with the four team, they could win a game. Like if if it was, let's say it's one versus um one versus eight, and let's just say that I don't know, Coastal is the eight seed. Let's say they snap off an upset against Alabama somehow. Very unlikely, but but it Super could happen. Yeah. Super entertaining if it, if it happens. Everyone's saying that, oh, we shouldn't let Cincinnati in because they're going to get steamrolled by Alabama. I'm sorry. I don't want to watch Alabama play Clemson again. I don't want to watch Alabama play Ohio State again. It's just not fun anymore. It's, it's like watching the Warriors and the Cavs play in the NBA Finals every year. And just I'm just not entertained by it anymore. Give me a new team that I can root for. I'd love to see Cincinnati make the four seed this year and prove everybody wrong and beat Bama. Yeah, I mean, I just looked at it and there has never been ever since the college football playoff system was implemented. There has not been a single year in which at least two of Alabama, Clemson and Ohio State were right. in <laughs> the playoffs. So it's it's two of those three at, at a minimum or it's all three of them every single year since it got instituted. I would rather the eight-team format or the BCS format, where it's just the top two teams in the country. Well, I I, I, I prefer the eight-team. I think the BCS format was kind of trash because there were a lot of teams who realistically deserved to be in that national championship game, and if they were put in that, would have won. That were, yeah. you know, zipped out of the two seed and ended up right. So I agree with two. that. But then it's like, well, we're, we are, we're only putting four teams in. And I think that there's a lot more that deserve a shot at this national championship and probably right, could but win. But by it. expanding the, the, the That's why I want argument, Right. And I, and I get that. And I like what you're kind of coming up with. But the thing yeah. still is, is that with the four team playoff, like it's a lot easier to make the case for a three and a four team deserving a shot at the national championship and actually being able to win the national championship than it is for a five or six or a seven or an eight. Like, like when I look at it, you know, do you know, A&M, you can probably make the case for them being able to get in Iowa state. And obviously this last week ranking. So the stuff's going to change, you know, Iowa state's going to drop out, right? 
they, you know, they got beaten by a yeah, team that wasn't there. Florida just got beaten by Bama, and to be honest with you, didn't look that great in the process. Well, Florida, I think you take away the shoe throw, they're in. Really? They gave they gave Alabama a good game last night in the second half. First half was kind of like, eh. Second half, they turned it on. Kyle Trask, like, like they made it a game. They made it a one-score game, and they were going back and forth. I think they played a lot better than people expected them to play against Alabama. I think without the LSU loss, Florida's making it as a four seed. So I really think the kid that threw that shoe screwed their season. Because it would have been one thing if they came out and got pumped by Alabama last night, then everyone would have been like, "Ah, all right. But they gave him a game. A lot of people are calling for a Florida-Alabama rematch in the college football playoff, which can't happen now because they have three losses. But... Man, if you had if you had beaten LSU and came out and gave Alabama a game, I think they're making it in. But yeah, go ahead. I don't even remember what I was going to say. Yeah. Bottom line is the eight team format for me. I just want to reward conference champions more than anything. Like, yeah, let's get some variety. That's great. But I think that the current college football playoff system doesn't reward conference champions. And I just proved the point. Alabama won the national championship without winning their conference a few years ago. If you if you're gonna have five power five conferences, what is what is the Pac-12 playing for? Like like what was their conference championship game for? That was two. The Pac-12 championship was about as COVID as COVID can get. The the team that won the game wasn't even supposed to be in the game. That was that was as COVID as this COVID college football season can get was Washington was supposed to be in the game and dropped out because of COVID. And then they had to go and get a three and two team to play against USC. And they beat USC in the past and like Oregon's Pac-12 champions now after being like three and two. That's COVID to me that that like screams COVID season is like next man up. Let's go and find the next best team. And in the Pac-12 five game season, the next best team was Oregon, who was three and two. Loved it. Um, but yeah, I think if you're going to have five power five conferences and you're going to admit into the college football playoff, like not even the conference champions, I guess. Yeah. Ohio State as a conference champion will make it in Clemson as an ACC champion will make it in Alabama as an SEC will make it in. But like, I think it should just be because it puts more weight on those games, too. If the conference champions make it in automatically. And that's where the eight team format comes in, because you can't do that with just four teams, because a team like um, let's say that Alabama loses, they're out. Technically, if if it's just the conference champions make it in there's five conferences, four slots. So the Pac-12 wouldn't make it in this year. And then you'd go Florida, Ohio State, Clemson and Oklahoma. And I would like that a lot better than what they're probably going to do this year. But, yeah, that's my two cents. Um, so what's your top four prediction? I think it's going to be Bama 1, Clemson 2, probably Ohio State 3, and then Notre Dame 4. Yeah. Um, I think I think Bama 1, that's locked. Clemson 2, Ohio State 3, and A&M 4. I think that Notre Dame losing in the fashion that they did, which I don't agree with this, but I think the committee is going to do this. Them losing in the way that they did 
is going to screw them out of a spot. And I think A&M, because they won yesterday and, and won pretty handily, is going to slide in. And Notre Dame will have like a big bowl game. I don't know. That's I don't want that to happen. I want Notre Dame. I think Notre Dame should be the three. I think we should have a ACC championship rematch in the college football playoff semifinal and then have Bama play Ohio State. If Notre Dame makes it in, I think that's what they'll do, too. I don't think if Notre Dame makes it in, I think they're going to keep them at three because they've played more games than Ohio State. I don't think Ohio State moves. I don't think they should move up, although I think they're going to. That's the thing is like I'm making this prediction based on like the stupidity of the college football playoff. Like it's not what I actually believe at all. But it's just I know which way they're going to swing and which way they're leaning. And they love Ohio State over there. So I think they're going to move Ohio State up to three and A&M will probably be four. But if Notre Dame's in, I think Notre Dame is at three. That's my prediction. But, yeah, we're about 15 minutes out from that. So why don't we why don't we shift to our Sunday pick And then once the once the selections come out, we'll uh, we'll talk about it. But. Sunday, NFL pick them week 15. Um, good week. We've got some good games, real good games, especially in the afternoon window. Uh, I'm tallying up our our total records after this podcast, but I believe we're like neck and neck. Uh, let's just assume that we are because uh, I think that I was up like one or two games last week, but then I think you gained a few back on me. Um, but let's jump right into it. Game one, Texans and Colts. Um, I'm taking the Colts. Yeah, I am too. It doesn't seem like a, you know, it's not a good game. It's not like a close game at all. Uh, my favorite moment from last week, week 14 in the NFL though, was when T Y Hilton scored a touchdown. Jacoby Brissett ran 50 yards from the sideline just to celebrate with T Y Hilton. And that was my moment of the week. He was, he sprinted from the sidelines to the back of the end zone to celebrate. And there's a funny video of him just like running into the frame of the celebration. Yeah. That was, that was the all time backup quarterback move to run onto the field <laughs> 50 yards and celebrate with, with your wide receiver. I love that. Uh, Colts are going to win this game. It's a tight race at the top of the AFC South right now. Um, I don't know who's going to, I don't know. What are they? Are they both? What are the, what are they? Uh, where do they stand, Titans and Colts? Uh, aren't they tied? Yeah, they're nine the, and four. Wow. Okay, so that's it's basically the first to mess up. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. So I've got Colts winning this game. Uh, we both have Colts winning this game. All right, next game: Lions and Titans. Speak of the devil. Uh, I am. I am concerned. For the Detroit Lions today. They have the worst ranked run defense in the league. And they're going up against Derrick Henry. Who is heating up. Uh, I think he, he can break 2000. If he gets like 243 rushing yards. In today and, and next week's game I think. I think he has to average 243 a game. To break 2000. Uh, this, this is a great spot to do it in. I think he goes for like 250 and a couple scores. Like I've been saying it for the past few episodes, he's my MVP. Um, I've got the Titans winning this one. I think they cover the spread as well, too. The spread's nine. I think they're going to beat him by like 20. Uh, but yeah, Titans. You have Titans as well. Yep. All right. Next game, Bucks and Falcons. Um, 
Okay, so I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Falcons, with a fully healthy roster, could could have won this game. But I feel like Julio Jones uh, doesn't doesn't play ever. I don't know if it's just me, but uh, I feel like Julio Jones just doesn't play football that much. I feel like he's like a fair weather kind of guy, just kind of in and out of the lineup. I got absolutely screwed by drafting Julio Jones in fantasy because he's played like 50% of the season. And I feel like that's the case every year. So thank you very much, Julio Jones, for that. Um, I've got the Bucks winning this game, though. I think it's going to be closer than a lot of people think, but I've got the Bucks. unfortunately. I don't want to root for him, but. Yeah, no, they, they're going to win this game. I don't, I don't think they're going to have an issue unless the Falcons have one of those weird games where they score a million points. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we're both taking bucks. All right. Patriots, Dolphins. I'm interested to see what you're going to take on this one because I, I think. Freaking close. Why, so why would gonna I take, take the Patriots? Why? why so. So are you taking the Dolphins to do your like reverse psychology thing where like you take yes, the Dolphins course. and then you're happy that the, I Patriots take the Patriots when every time I take the Patriots, they lose. Good point. Um, I'm taking the Patriots because I think the Patriots are going to win this game. I still have hope. I would have felt a lot better about our playoff chances had the Ravens lost to the Browns because the Ravens aren't going to lose this week, which means they have to lose their last two games of the season for us to sneak into the playoffs. Which is, eh, it's unlikely. But uh, but we're keeping the hopes alive by winning this game. I've got Patriots. I'm, I got the triple crown in this game. Patriots cover, Patriots money line, and I'm taking the over. Hammer the Patriots today. Hammer the Patriots. That's what I'm saying. I'm taking the Pats. Uh, we're going to win. Uh, and we are keeping the hopes alive. I think we're going to finish the season 9-7. and seven, And... Hopefully make the playoffs if the Ravens can find a way to lose two games. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm rooting for the Patriots to win today. I just I'm not going to pick them. I don't understand that at all. <laughs> Look, every single time I've picked the Patriots this year, with the exception of like maybe two games, they've lost. Right. But I feel like I like if you're rooting, if I pick the Patriots, especially where we're at with the pick them, uh, I'm like. I'm rooting for who I pick. I'm not confident enough in my picking abilities that I can give away this one game a week and still. And that's that's a bold and cocky move <laughs> to throw away a game because you think you're so good at the pick them that it doesn't it, ma- it's, mean it's anything. It's charity. OK, I have to give children a chance to win. That's funny. Uh, <laughs> if. If you end up losing the season long pick them, and this is going to extend into the playoffs and the Super Bowl, too. So we won't know until like February. But if you lose the season, well, pick we, we might know before <laughs> February, because like technically, like if one of us closes the other out. Yeah, right. You know, unless but, uh, we make the Super Bowl count for more than one game, which I don't think we should. We, we should. No, we won't do that. In the, in the event that we are t- dead even at the Super Bowl, we'll find out in February. But if we find out before that, if you happen to lose by like one game in the pick'em, th- look back on this episode when you threw the Patriots game away and the Patriots beat the Dolphins and you picked the Dolphins. Like I want them to win. I'm just I saying. think you'd probably be beating me pretty steadily if you hadn't done this weird Patriots method. Because, like, you picked against them, uh, against the Cardinals, 
You picked against them. Against who else did we beat? The Chargers. Yeah, I you picked, picked against the them for Chargers. The Chargers. That was I, stupid. I picked. <laughs> I I would have picked against them against the Rams, and I would have been right. And the but fact I also, that you're I doing this and them. that we're still close is like, if you weren't doing this, you'd well, be beating me by a lot. I don't care. <laughs> All right. So Seth is picking the Dolphins for some reason. Did you know that two is starting? Does that influence your pick at all? No, it doesn't. <laughs> not at all. Is he's Garbo? He sucks. <laughs> no, I'm aware. I'm aware. I'm just not going to break my thing because the one time ever since I started doing this, I picked the Patriots once and they lost that game and they really needed to win that game. So I'm not going to pick the Patriots anymore. I will refuse to be blamed for their for their troubles. Cam Newton over under 100 passing yards today. Under. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I think Damian Harris is going to have himself a day. Um, the spread is one and a half. So the Patriots have to win this game basically to cover. All right. Next game. Seattle and Washington, I would say that this game means a hell of a lot more to Washington than it does Seattle, but Seattle isn't the team that we thought they were. They've lost some pretty weird games to some pretty weird teams. So I think that like this one kind of means something to them because what are they? Are they nine and four right now? Yeah, they are no longer sitting in the top spot in their division. Right. So this game does mean something to them. Like like a good amount because they want to win the division. You don't want to you don't want to be a wild card team in the NFC this year unless unless you play against a team from the NFC East, which in that case you would love to be a wild card team. But I'm picking the Seahawks. I but, do. Yeah, it makes sense. Like eh. Washington like is like sneaky good. Is Alex Smith playing or is it Dwayne Haskins? I think it's Haskins. Is it? Let's look it up. Alex Smith. Dwayne Haskins to start. More, more confident about my Dolphins pick as I slowly see the NFL live picks scrolling across the screen on ESPN right now. Are they all picking Patriots? Every single one of them. I'm waiting Don't for fall Sam into Ponder. that trap. <laughs> I'm waiting for Sam Ponder to make... Oh, Sam Ponder just like straight up didn't get the graphic for her pick. That's fine. I don't like Sam Ponder. I'm indifferent. You're indifferent. Uh, Alright. Yeah. Seattle? Yes, Seattle. I'm picking Seattle, but like don't sleep on Dwayne Haskins to like make this a game, especially because the Seahawks tend to play Don't bad sleep teams. Sleep on Dwayne Haskins to make this a game. He's been trash. He, he, they won last week. He lost his job to the fucking Twizzler, bro. <laughs> no, he technically like didn't though. He lost his job to the other guy, and then the other guy got hurt, and then they gave it to Alex Smith. Right. So he still lost his job to the Twizzler. I guess, Twizzler, I guess he... If, if Dwayne Haskins was a better option than Alex Smith, do you think Alex Smith would have ever started again? He didn't game? get his job back because of the Twizzler. But he didn't lose it to the Twizzler. Right, but if he was better than it, then, then he wouldn't have 
he All wouldn't right, have I'm, I'm going against everything that Sam Ponder picks, so let's continue on. Um, Bears and Vikings. I'm picking the Vikings. I think they should have beat the Bucks last week. Uh, Kirk Cousins sucks. He's awful. He's so yes. bad. Oh yes. my God, this Vikings team would be insane if they had anyone else. Kirk Cousins is awful. God awful. That being said, they're going to beat the Bears because the Bears went on a six-game skid and then won one. Um, I think it's going to be a really close game. I've got the Vikings triple crown as well. Um, they're going to cover. They're going to win. And the game is going to hit the over. I think. I don't know. But the Vikings will cover and the Vikings win this game. What do you think? Um, I don't know. It's a tough one because uh, what am I talking about? Minnesota's going to win this game. I can't pick the Bears. I just can't bring myself to pick the Bears. Listen, I did it for a long time, and it worked for five games, and I kept telling you that the Bears were like a serious playoff contender, and then they proceeded to lose like six in a row, and I stopped picking them. But then I, I think I went back to them last week. Let me – I have the graphic pulled up. Oh, no, I don't. Never mind. I think I picked them last week. And you didn't, right? I probably did not. Yeah, I forget. Who did they play? I don't even remember who they played, but they beat them. <laughs> Bengals? No. Who'd the Bears play last week? I don't remember. Um, but anyway, we both have Vikings. Uh, next game. Ravens and Jaguars. I am not lifting the Jaguars curse. Ever since that stupid fan account commented on TBR, the Jaguars haven't won a game. That continues on this week. The Jaguars are going to get blown out by Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. Fuck the Jaguars. TBR curse on the Jaguars. Not lifted this week. Jaguars lose by 50 plus points. I've got the Ravens. I also have the Ravens, but I am rooting for the Jaguars to win. I don't like that fan account, but I'm also a Patriots fan. And I realize that I need the Ravens to lose one fluky game. So why not? Yeah. this one? Uh, I will never, ever root for the Jaguars ever again in my life. I would have picked them in this game, too, if it weren't for that fan account, because that's how yeah. like that's how delusional I am about the Patriots making the playoffs. But no, never again. The curse is not lifted. All right. 49ers, Cowboys. Who are you picking? Mm. Oh. Oh. I do not like this. If this if this was 2015, this game would be pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it would be. Um, hmm. Niners? I'm going to pick the Cowboys. I, I say with a question mark. Yeah, you're like, you're like Niners? <laughs> um, I'm picking the boys just because uh, Amari Cooper has scored a touchdown in the last three games. Uh, I have him in fantasy, which, by the way, Fantasy playoffs for the company-wide fantasy league this week. Seth and I are looking to punch our tickets to the championship. Uh, let's see if we can we, do it. I I'm, mean, we kind of already have. Like, I'm, if you look I'm at projected the 170. <laughs> like, like right now, when you actually look at it, I think I'm projected to win my matchup. I'm. Oh my! No, Ferulo could slide in the back door, so I would. I would the make last sure time you I win. Looked at it. I was projected to win by 20 points, and that is because Devonte Adams. Uh, was oh yeah, wow, Devante, he didn't do much. He was oh my god under his projection. Aaron Jones like balled out too. I would have and assumed. Hunter Henry had a really good game. Yeah, I'm. I I we haven't even made it to Sunday yet, and I have 80 points. 
Jesus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you're definitely another... winning your game. Mine's a little close, but I feel like... I mean, I don't, Josh Allen outscoring his projection by 15, and then Devontae Adams under by 13. I feel like that's just kind of a wash. And then when you look at the rest of our team, like... If Justin Jefferson has a good game, then, you know, he might do better than Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson has been really good in fantasy this year. Kamara and Cook are probably going to be even from a stat perspective, especially with Breeze back. Sanders and Chubb, who the heck knows, they're both both the most inconsistent fantasy running backs to ever live. Andrews is one of the most inconsistent tight ends to ever live. I don't know that he outscores Henry. Then you got Swift against Carson. I maintain that Chris Carson sucks. And then I've got Justin Tucker. He's got Will Lutz. And then I've got the New England defense against Miami. And he has Seattle against Washington. And I feel like Seattle's going to do significantly better from a fantasy perspective. But New England's also my only fantasy defense. So, yeah. Um, waiting for the day that they make Taysom Hill a tight end again. <laughs> uh, I'm, I feel like every week that I, like, ball out is when I, like, like I, I, I wish I was playing against you this week. Like, I wish my team was right, playing yeah. the way that they are this week when we're going to play against each other in the ship if you beat Ferulo. But yeah. I mean, I'm 2-0 against you this year, and yeah. uh, I, I don't know how high the chances are of beating you three times in a year. They're probably pretty good because if I have a real good week this week, then I'm prone for, like, a mediocre week next week. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't know. But, yeah, that's why I'm taking the Cowboys is just because I want them to win the game strictly and i feel like they can that's strictly I mean, he says wearing a cd lamb jersey which i'm assuming is what you're wearing right now you're a thousand percent correct my friend it is a cd td jersey cd lamb is like my guy uh he's my fave he's on my fantasy team and hasn't started a single game for me this year in fantasy he's been <laughs> on the bench the whole year but i just keep him there because i don't know sent sentiment but yeah has he even put up a performance that would like warrant him getting started? Yes, but not in like the last three weeks. But in the beginning of the season, he was consistently getting like twelve points a game. Gotcha. But then he like kind of fell off into Mari stuff. Well, I think Dak Prescott going down screwed the entire uh, Cowboys receiving core. Because well, what's crazy still- is when you look at Amari Cooper's fantasy production, he's actually gotten like double digit points every week this year. Yeah. <laughs> With the, him he had the and, one week where he got like two points, and other than that, he's been him and Stefan Diggs. Stefan Diggs is a fantasy okay, guy. Yes. Thank this you year. for mentioning Stefan Diggs because I have a little bit of a of a thing that I have to say about the Bills. Sure, I want to be able to say if we did a recap pod this week, but we didn't. I don't know if you watched Monday Night Football. I did, but I sure did, and it has never been more evident to me that Josh Allen sucks. Whoa. And the only reason why he looks good this year and is playing good this year is the only reason why Kirk Cousins has looked good for the past couple of years in Minnesota. And it is Stefan Diggs. <laughs> well, in yeah, we talked half, about this. <laughs> right, we, we have discussed this, but it was never yeah. more apparent than on Monday night. On Monday night in the first half, the Bills were trash. Josh Allen was trash. You know what was happening? Stefan Diggs was dropping passes. He was just dropping them. Innocent dropping them. Second half, Stefan Diggs catching literally everything within like two yards of him. Dude, he was just catching everything. It was unreal. 
And then all of a sudden, Josh Allen explodes as a great half, and they win the game. Yeah. Stefan Diggs is the most valuable player to his team. Period. There is not a yeah. single other player in the league other than Derrick Henry that means as much to his football team as Stefan Diggs. I a thousand percent agree with that. And look at what Stefan Diggs like. I think he's the best receiver in the NFL, honestly, because you he's look at like a like strong case. He's the oh, most he can make a real strong sure. case, especially after this year, too, because it's like, well, look at what he did in Minnesota. Like we Case Keenum was ass. And he went to Minnesota and like they were a playoff team. Didn't they make it to the NFC championship? They did. And they lost with the uh, they lost to the Eagles, right? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, because that, that was the Marshawn Lattimore year where Stefan Diggs made that catch in the yeah. divisional game of the wild card or whatever. Yeah. Um, and then you he leaves and goes to Buffalo. The Vikings are trash. And now Buffalo is insane with like not that big of a cast. He's the biggest name on that offense. Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Cole Beasley. What's the other good Dawson Knox is his name is the is the tight end. I don't know, but uh, I agree. I think Stefan Diggs is like he's just proving that he's successful because look at like. Who are some of the names that you think of when you pop into the best wide receiver conversation? DeAndre Hopkins, Julio Jones, Devontae Adams. Yep. DeAndre Hopkins has not made a team better. He was on he was on a mediocre Houston Texans team that was like wild card bound each year. And then he went to the Cardinals and the Cardinals are 500. Julio Jones sucks. Uh, he doesn't play games ever. He like doesn't score touchdowns ever. He just Matt Ryan throws him the ball a lot and the Falcons are awful. Devontae Adams. Yeah, he's he's got one of the better quarterbacks in the league in history, throwing him the ball. And the Packers were already good before he got there. So I think it boils down to Stefan Diggs, who is literally making the Bills a lot better than they should be. Stefan Diggs, number one receiver in the NFL official. For sure. All right. Back on track. Um, Jetson Rams. Rams, not even closer. There's no yeah, <laughs> the Jets. I don't think the Jets are going to win a game all year. They had it. They had their chance against the Raiders and they blew it. So yeah, there's no way they. There's no way they win a game. Um, Eagles and Cardinals. <clears throat> yeah. You know what? I'll start it off. I'm picking the Eagles. I've been calling <laughs> for Jalen Hurts to start. Yeah, that's right. I've been calling for Jalen Hurts to start all year. He starts against the Saints, and he leads them to victory. No, I don't think he's the end-all, be-all. But I think this Cardinals team is is not as good. And, and they proved to us that they're not as good as we thought they were at the beginning of the year. What We were singing their praises after they upset the 49ers. They went 2-0, and and then they just fell off. And they weren't. they aren't giving teams good games. They don't excite me at all. Kyler Murray has been awful. For like four weeks in a row now. I think Jalen Hurts comes out and balls out. Got two Oklahoma quarterbacks going against each other today. I'm giving the Eagles this win because the this game means a lot to the Eagles. If Jalen Hurts can win this game, conversation shifts in Philly totally. They're a playoff team. Jalen Hurts brought them there. He's the guy at least going into next season. Do I think he's the guy for the future future? I can't say that yet because he's kind of showing me another Oklahoma quarterback. He's kind of showing me hints of Baker Mayfield right now where he's going to come in off the bench 
and like have all this energy and like prove everybody wrong. But then he's going to be the starter next year and just be okay. Yeah. And that's what Baker Mayfield was, was like unreal in his rookie year after like two weeks, they finally started him and he gave them a shot. They were like 500. It was the first time the Browns were like 500 ever. Uh, and oh, then the next off. season they, yeah, he just fell off. Now he's back this year and he's like first winning season for the Browns since like, I don't know, two decades. But, um, but I, I can't make a claim about, uh, Jalen hurts yet for the future. What I will say, I saw a report come out today that was like Carson Wentz is upset with the Eagles. And if Jalen hurts is long-term starter, he wants a trade. And I was like, really? Who the hell is going to trade for him? Really? Like, like I don't dude you have no you have no grounds to want to trade right now and be upset with the Eagles after the performance that you've put up yeah, the past three years true. dude you're ass you're terrible I don't know how you made it into the NFL I could be better than you him and his stupid camo arm sleeves that he wears all the time so we dude, get it like see above the waistbands of your line shut up probably not but I'd be like Kyler Murray just bouncing around back there and throwing bombs to DeAndre Hopkins that would be me uh I, like Carson, like like Carson Wentz, just just shut up and be happy that you have this ridiculous contract. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> also true. Why? Like, what do you care? Like, I think it's better for your image if you're not playing right now. Yeah. I think it's time you fake another injury and just call it a career. Collect collect the check and, and get out of the casino because I think it's worse for your reputation as a starting quarterback that you continue to play and that you continue to suck. That's 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 all I'm saying. So Jalen Hurts, give him the keys to the city. He's in. So are you not picking the Eagles? I'm picking the Cardinals. Yeah, Cardinals. I'm going to pick Cardinals. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Next game. Game of the day. Chiefs and Saints. Um, As much as I don't want to do this, I'm picking the Chiefs. Uh, No Michael Thomas. Drew Brees is back. Drew Brees is indeed back. Drew Brees is back. Don't know how long that's going to last. He has no more ribs. So uh, the Chiefs are going to win this game. The Chiefs offense just is too good. It is way too good. If they had Michael Thomas, different game maybe. I'd probably I'd probably pick the Saints on a whim uh, just because they're dogs in this game. But I've got Chiefs winning this game. I do too. I don't. I don't see the Chiefs losing this one. Yeah. All right. And our final game of the day, Sunday night football. Not not a bad Sunday night football game. Browns and Giants. Uh, who, who, who might you want to see win this game? OK, so I haven't picked a single NFC East team to win this week. And one yeah. of them's got to win. If one of them was going to win this week, I feel like. It would be the Giants. That being said, I can't bring myself to pick the Giants, and (laughs) so I'm picking the Browns. Thank God. I thought you were going to say something stupid there. Um, Yeah, I feel like if there's any NFC team, NFC NFC East team that could win this week, I actually think it's the Eagles because I picked them. But I also think the Washington football team could upset the Seahawks. I don't see the Giants winning this game. Um, the Browns are like they could have beaten the they should have beaten the Ravens. They've got another primetime game tonight to avenge themselves. They move to ten and four if they win this game, I believe. Um, 
they're 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 making a name for like themselves like come playoff time. Like they they're not just gonna make it in and and just be that team that's like in and loses. I think they're making a name for themselves. I'm picking the Browns as well. Big picture. AF let's talk playoffs for a second, because we're we're getting down to the nitty gritty. Um who AFC, who do you see in the AFC championship game? I mean, it's hard to say that the Chiefs aren't going to make it there. Um, and then I feel like it's kind of a crapshoot as to who ends up, you know, finding their way into it other than them, right? Like, it's... Yeah. I, I mean, maybe the Titans. It, it's just... It, it To me, it's really, really tough to find a team that I look at and I'm like... Like, look, so Chiefs definitely, I feel like, are going to make it. Then all of a sudden, it's Steelers next, don't really see them making a run. Bills next, don't see them making a run. Then Titans, I could see them. I mean, you know, we saw what they did last year. Then you got the Browns, I'm not exactly high on them. Then you have the Colts, not exactly high on them. And then probably the Ravens next in all likelihood, unless something happens and the Patriots find their way in. Like, yeah. I feel like Chiefs Titans is the only game that I can be comfortable saying it's going to be that. I actually like that a lot. Um, I think the bills will win a game. Uh, I think I'm rallying behind the bills just cause I just, if the Patriots don't make it in, just because I'd like to see that Bills and Titans are kind of my two teams coming out of the AFC right now that I'm rooting for. I think Chiefs Titans could could be the game. Isn't that a rematch of last year, too? It might be. Yeah, because the Titans beat us and then they beat the Ravens. So, yeah, yeah, it was Chiefs Titans. Um, yeah, I think could be a rematch of AFCs. The Chiefs also might not get there. The Chiefs could lose. Right. I, I mean, mean, obviously, it's football, right? You know, any given Sunday, anything can happen. Yeah. Um. So I I like the Titans. I I like the Titans. I like Derrick Henry's role. I like Vrabel. Um. Tannehill's getting it done, even though he's not like. And I said this a few weeks ago. He's not like great, but he's getting it done. Um. Did AJ Brown get hurt, or was it Corey Davis, or one of the other got like hurt? I think it was Corey Davis because I think that AJ Brown's supposed to play. Um, so AJ Brown did not practice, but he's in. Corey Davis. I think it was AJ Brown got hurt, but like it wasn't that big of a deal. Okay, so yeah, I like that team a lot though. They've got tight ends for wide receivers. They've got um, a, a hulk of a human at running back. And then Ryan Tannehill. So good for them. I think the Titans are serious contenders. I think you can upgrade them in my book right now to serious contenders. We've been talking about them bubbling in the AFC South. I think they win the division outright. They are serious contenders. Derrick Henry should be the MVP. Yep. So let's. that's the week. 15 pick them. Let's circle back to college football now briefly. Cause I don't know that they're going to pick it. Um, well, it's gotta be soon, right? Cause they keep on saying playoff team selected next on ESPN. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm seeing. So now that, so I see they're talking about Texas A&M right now. 
Their only loss was to Alabama. They finished with seven straight SEC wins. I think you can make a serious case for A&M being the four. Yeah, I mean, you can, obviously. But, I mean, it's also like seven straight SEC wins against, you know, let's look at their schedule. I don't actually know who they played this year. That would suck if, like, you're all watching the selection show as a team together and you don't get selected. You're all just, I mean, like, in that room together. <laughs> so so here's the thing, right? Like, this year, they beat Vanderbilt by five. Vanderbilt. Mm. They lose very handily to Alabama. Like, we're talking bigger than the deficit that the um, uh, Irish lost by last night. They lost to Alabama by 28 points. Then they barely beat a Florida team by three. They beat Mississippi State by only 14 points. They beat Arkansas by only 11. They beat up on South Carolina. They only beat an LSU team that has half of their players by 13, they barely skirt by Auburn by 11, and then they beat Tennessee. Yeah. Like when you say seven, like when you say a seven straight SEC victories, if that's your big calling card, like to me, what Notre Dame has done, to me, Notre Dame's schedule is significantly stronger. And I mean, I'll give you the, you know, they didn't beat Look at the Clemson. I'm looking at since oh this outfit that this lady's wearing. No, oh, do you see resume comparison on ESPN? Oh no, I'm I might be a little bit behind. I Texas A&M strength of schedule is stronger than Notre Dame statistically. Oh, is it really? Tenth and thirteenth. Cincinnati's is seventy seventh. So I don't see a claim for. <clears throat> so, Notre Dame and Texas thing, right? A&M. Like, when you break it down, they're actually like neck and neck in terms of like wins against the top twenty five team. Strength of schedule, strength of like whatever, what SLR. Right, but I don't know. To me, it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. Mm-hmm. It's a toss up. I think it's going to be, it's right, going to come down to Notre Dame. Realistically, and, Notre Dame's only close games this year that um, sh- really shouldn't have been were the Louisville game and then the Duke game, they only won by two touchdowns. Right? So the, like the, the, the AP um, close the APs came out. The AP poll ranking came out this morning and has Notre Dame in the top four. Okay. I don't I know like if that, that helps that, their case. Yeah. Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Notre Dame is the top four in the AP. I don't know if that if that like is a direct correlation or not. If th- that definitely does something, but I don't know. Um. All right. I don't think they're gonna pick now. They keep saying yeah. revealed next, but I think they're going to milk it. So we'll just do another episode like tomorrow and maybe we can get Carp, college football, Big Ten analyst or uh, got a kid who goes to the S2 Clemson could be our ACC guy. So I don't know. We'll, we'll get some people. We'll have a panel, a TBR college football playoff panel, and we'll talk about it. But other than that, um, oh, we're TikTok famous now. So that's pretty cool. 
Uh, yeah, my face <laughs> is on TikTok without my consent, but I'm also not complaining. Like, I don't care. Well, it, you do consent to it, but... Uh, <laughs> I never signed a contract. No, you don't need to. Um, <laughs> we posted a video yesterday on TikTok, and we have 37,000 views. Jesus. Pretty sick. How does that happen? <laughs> I don't know. It's so random, too. I just reposted a video of that Iowa State coach getting really mad. Has... 37,000 views, 500 likes, and like 100 comments. And we have 80 followers on TikTok. That doesn't make any sense, but nope. okay. I was just wa- sitting there watching the numbers go up, and I was texting Lynch, and he was at hockey, so he didn't get any of my texts. So I just I kept like flipping out. I'm like, oh my God, it's at 1K, 2K, 3K. And I literally just kept texting him. It just kept going up, and I was That's so insane. fired up. And then I think we were at, we at 6,000. And I was like, all right, I'm going to text you back in an hour. I'm not going to look at my phone. I'm going to see how much we grew. I get off. I go back on. We're at like 25K after oh the hour. God. And I was like, I was flipping out yesterday. So, hey, maybe TikTok is our calling. Maybe that's how we're going to break through. But yeah. Um, but, yeah, so follow our TikTok. It's pretty cool. Uh, we just, like, post random videos of us and of things that go on in the world. But that's pretty much all I've got. I think we're going to do another. Well, now that, like, it's it's break for everybody officially um we are going to do more episodes because we have more time on our hands and there's a lot going on in the football world and i think like the nba is coming back and the nhl is coming back in like a month and like it's cool so yeah but that's all i've got um episode 53 thank you all so much for listening we'll see you next time